Hi, I'm Lippy. And I'm Grumpy. Together we're Lippy and Grumpy Do Podcasting. In this episode, Batman, Satellites, Captain Kirk, and we're beginning to talk a lot like Christmas. Now, Lippy. Hello. Hello. Do you realise it's a year since we started this podcast? Is it? It is, yes. I hadn't. I hadn't. That's flown by. That really has, hasn't it? Crazy. We started this because we wanted a bit of fun in a difficult period. Weren't too worried about listeners, which is probably just as well. Yeah, probably don't have too many, but that's okay. But we had quite a few people wish you congratulations on the social. Thank you, everybody. Which was very nice. And I had a message from the Screaming Tomato who reminded me that we worked together when you were born. And he's, and we're both feeling very old. Yeah. Yeah. Old now. (laughs) Well, you're old. Think how old we feel. We were both working for a company called Bank Tech. A bit of it in Maidenhead and a bit of it in Leicester, which was a bit unpleasant. Quite a lot of driving. Mm. God, so much has happened in a year now as well, hasn't it? Has quite a bit. Well, for me. (laughs) Yes, it has been a bit exciting, yes. I've bought a house, got engaged and got a job. (laughs) Yeah, it's not bad, is it? That's not bad at all. Well, thank you all for getting in touch and wishing Lippy congratulations. thank you very much. And those suggested I ought to say, start saving. That would be helpful for me, to be honest. Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? Not going to happen. going to happen. That's what credit cards are for. <laughs> they are most definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> those, are for, those are for car parts. No, they're for weddings. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so I've booked the Shark is Broken tickets for January. So excited about that. Literally really so excited about that. Yeah, I saw a couple of pictures from the, the show. It started, I think, on Sunday. And it looks brilliant. Absolutely Mm. brilliant. So I'm looking forward to that immensely. Yes, that will be good. Now, I'm not a massive fan of these inspirational messages that pop up on the socials from time to time. Mm. But actually quite a lot. You sort of read them and you go, yeah, but... Because there's always... Quite often it's a very singular point of view. Nevertheless, I came across one that is absolutely bang on. (laughs) And the message is, whatever you do today... Do it with the confidence of a four-year-old in a Batman (laughs) t-shirt. I like that one. That's a good one. I think is brilliant. Yes. And just to carry on the Batman theme is the 90-year-old gentleman that swims on a Monday morning, Giovanni, wears Batman trunks. Does he? Yeah. You've been looking at 90-year-old man trunks? Well, when he gets out, you can see they're very clearly Batman trunks. Okay. I'm not staring at him. I'm just <laughs> taking in a vista as I slowly make my way up the uh, swimming pool. Mm. But uh, clearly, it's either he was Batman, which is possible. Yeah. Or just a fan. Just a fan, living the dream. And I also came across a fun fact on the socials as well Ooh, this week, which you? I'm going to do, do early. Oh. So it says, fact number 79 every day, 1.6 million apostrophes are brutally, needlessly forced to make words plural, mm. which I believe they call the grocer's apostrophe. But they're also missed out as just as much. Possibly, yeah. I think they're inserted more than they're left out, I think. Do you? There is a surplus, yes, I think mm. so. Oh, we're going to have to have an apostrophe on our wedding invites. Do we? Well, it depends what's the sentence. It needs some context. Let's have a look at the invite that I've already got a sample oh, of. Oh, dear God. <laughs> 
oh no, you just have your names and then it's invite you to join them. So it would yes, just be Laura right. and Chris invite you to join them. So not not we're inviting you to Laura and Chris's wedding because Chris's is not a fun apostrophe. No, it's not. You avoid the apostrophe dilemma with that. That's, yes. That's a good, good move. That'll so while we're talking about wedding planning, yes. uh, what, what news? Well, it's only been a week. Well, just over a week. When you're listening to this, it will have been exactly two weeks. Yes, it will, won't it? Yes. yes. Seems to have been a lot of telephone calls. A lot. Because I think, like when I moved in, it's the overexcitement. I'm just really excited. I also, I don't know how many people were aware, an ex-wedding planner. So I just feel like I just want to get it done. Get it booked, get everything sorted, and then I can just enjoy the time leading up to it with the least stress possible. But yeah, so last week I did loads. I did. So we're booked in to see three venues, one of which we think is the venue we want. We're we're seeing that one first on Saturday. Uh, So hopefully by the end of next week, we'll have a venue. Brilliant. And a date then, like an actual, I've got a date that I want, but not a real date. So then we'll have a real date. Well, it is a real date. It's just not confirmed. Oh, it's not a real date to me. It's just a boring no, date. No, it is a real date. A not real date would be the 30th of February. Okay, well, it's a non-wedding date then. And then I'm going dress shopping, which I'm so excited about. On That's booked in for November, which again is like a year and six months ahead. But I've got to start, like, if I just find a dress, then I don't have to worry, do I? And then, well, as long as, you, as long as you don't pork out on Cornish pasties and donuts. Yeah, exactly. Also, if I try on dresses before Christmas and pick the one I want before Christmas, then I can have my first fitting April of next year and that will have given me time to put the weight on and then hopefully lose it a bit over Christmas period. Hopefully. That was my thinking. Yeah, we've got our guest list, so we can actually, once we've got a date, we can start, we can send out invites. Yeah. But I don't know if that's too early. No, definitely not. I don't think any time. We're not doing save the dates. That's just a waste of money, that. Just go straight in with the invite. Yes, I suppose so. Saving paper. Very true. Better for the environment. You Saving can send money. it with the Christmas cards you don't send. Instead of a Christmas card. <laughs> and hopefully save us on some postage because we know we're going to be seeing people. We can just take them with us. Yes. We don't have to post things. And then we don't have to know people's addresses because I don't know anyone's address. Well, we covered this some while back with, yeah. with Christmas, Christmas cards. Christmas cards. Yes. It's a whole, there's a whole other thing of addresses that I don't know again. But we can supply addresses. Yeah, I can find addresses out, but then like, what? I guess I'll just ask people for their address, don't I? Well, it's not that difficult. People have been doing it for many, many years. <laughs> yeah. I just don't have an old school address book, you know? Well, that's what the phone's for. True, true. But yeah, so I've also decided that on, we're not going to send a little like RSVP card. Instead, we're going to put an email address and say email. Uh-huh. Because I feel like the reason people take so long to come back saying yes or no is because they forget to post the RSVP card. Yes, or they don't do it straight away. Mm, whereas an down, email yeah. is, in, is very quick yeah. and easy to do. And then if I've got any questions... I've got their email addresses. I can just email them back. It's all in one place on my personalised email address that I have made. Does this fall under the Data Protection Act? Why would it? Oh, it's per- personal data. Well, I'm not giving out anyone's personal data. Well, you don't have to. It's personal data. Mind you, it's not for commercial use, so yeah. you're probably okay. I'm not selling anyone anything. <laughs> well, you don't have to be. 
Well, I'll sell them a ticket to my wedding. No, you've got personal personal data. Anyway, I'm not going to discuss that because that's quite dull and boring. Is there there some sort of service you can set up where people, instead of an email, to go onto a website and go, yes, please, here are my dietary requirements? I think so. There are wedding websites, but I don't... I haven't really looked at that. I feel like I'm organised enough I can just do it myself without having to do it through a website. I have yeah, a feeling you have to pay. Oh, almost certainly. And I'm a super organised, but I've already got like four spreadsheets just for the wedding. So Super organised and slightly tight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just bought a house. Well, why? <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes. When's the hot tub coming? That will be after the wedding now. <laughs> Okay. Oh, that's a shame. Everything apart from the bathroom has been pushed because obviously mm. we need a new bathroom. Yes, that's do. quite an important one. Mind you, we've been saying that for twenty-five years and still mm. haven't done it. So, well, yeah. we've done something similar to what you did in the bathroom. We've ripped the carpet up in our bedroom, and oh. that won't be being done for a good good amount of time now. The wooden floors look kind kind of nice. Yeah, it's, it's all right. It's yeah. absolutely fine. Exactly. Yes. Anyway, changing the subject quite dramatically. Do you remember we talked about? the japanese subway and yes. they have they have pushes on there not pushes of, of substances but pushes of people into carriages yes again on the social and i assure you i do spend some time not on social media it's very little time i came across a, a video i in action and it is astonishing and they seem to be certainly in this video more concerned about pushing bits of people in so you can get the doors shut yes people are pushing their way into what looks like an already overcrowded train like how would you get out of that that has always been my worry with tubes Mm. and getting stuck right in the middle of the carriage and then having to get off and not 100 certain where i'm going i think if you do it every day you sort of get used to it but an occasional london visitor it's uh, it's a little bit worrying really yeah i don't tend to go and sit down i normally always stand by the doors i prefer to lurk by the door so i can jump off just Mm. in case there's some sort of incident but um, rather than fighting through i did once go when i was working in london i broke my foot i did go up in with crutches which was interesting thinking that people would get out of your way and there was one incident on when i was waiting for the tube to come and i was leaning on one crutch and had the other one just sort of hanging in my hand and somebody took it away with a suitcase and it went clattering up the platform oh god and everybody just did nothing just stared and I, Mm. i just hopped along picked it up it was astonishing. Yeah. Uh, generally, the only people that stopped and helped were old people. Because they, the, they know the feeling of struggling in a situation like that, because I'm exactly. sure they would have had it. Yeah. Uh, well, as I reach that sort of age, then I can assure you that is the case. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'll post a link to that. It was a Facebook watch video type thing. It is quite interesting. Sort of puts you off going anywhere near Japan in the rush hour. Now, some interesting news from Sky this week. They're, uh, they're ditch in the dish i've heard yeah really interesting I, th- I sort of dismissed it a bit at first but i saw a brief bit on the bbc news about it and the, what the chap said was very interesting he said you know lots of people have multiple boxes mm. and multiple remote controls now we've got a quite an old plasma television uh with two hdmi ports so there's all sorts of boxes there's a switch box and a box of this and a box of that none of it is built in whatsoever so we have a plethora of remote controls so this sort of thing is aimed at us and the other thing they they say which again is a conversation we have most nights is what side is bosch on (laughs) 
unfortunately, one of us can remember, but the other one can't. Yes. So what it's saying is that actually trying to watch something is quite a fraught process. So what Sky have tried to do is to make it as simple as possible with a single television, which they've called The Glass. Mm. And one point of, of going and finding what you want. So you're searching once across all the platforms yeah. that are a part of that which i think is a, is a tremendously good idea we can do that on our tv though yes but you have to have subscriptions for this that and the other and i think the point is that you have one subscription that covers all of them okay yes. as well which obviously sky are making money from but you only have yeah. one remote control and we, you haven't got to jump, jump we do between. only have one remote control but do you have to know what side bosch is on no you just search for the channel or the show or whatever you want to watch okay and then it comes up it's interesting that's with Samson. But you still yeah. have to be logged into all the individual yeah. apps and download all the individual apps, but because it's a smart TV, it's just all on. Yes, but you, yes. So I think the idea of the Sky thing is that you, it arrives, you, you fit it wherever, you turn it on and away you go. And that's it. Mm. There's no more. There's no like logging. Well, you'd have to but log in, but. Presumably, but you're only logging in once and you're not mm. logging in several times i wonder if that stops the whole more than one household using the same account don't know i don't know how because it works with obviously, Sky. obviously we don't do that i definitely don't log on to your no. netflix account no i have never sat down to watch something and found that i can't get onto it because you're not two on other there. people are on yes there. <laughs> exactly one of them is at work yeah <laughs> I love it when I see that because it comes up as just someone's iPhone, and I'm like, what? Yeah. "Who's watching Netflix on their iPhone?" And then oh, it only, only, yeah, only one person. Yeah, Someone at work. work. Yeah, exactly. Well, it used to be, not anymore. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. Anyway, I did a bit of research into Sky because I started in the UK in 1989, but its origins go back into the, mm. the late 70s. I remember quite clearly there was obviously Sky, and there was British satellite broadcasting with the squareal which was a much reduced sized flat almost flat square thing that went on the side of the house and they didn't last very long they went kaput and it's interesting looking back at that sky for the uk launched the fourth channel so not a great deal on there to begin with no and you know certainly compared to now yeah so in 30 years it's ballooned into hundreds of channels few of them are okay yeah i we as we've never had sky purse your house when we were kids i remember once when we were kids we got free sky for like a month or something we did have sky for a while ever no we did have it for a while and it just yeah it got very expensive yeah and and that was the thing so i've never really thought whenever i bought like in my flat i've never thought oh i should i should get sky because it's never really interested me. I've been always been happy with just the normal TV shows. And then obviously, when I moved out, you could get Netflix on your TV. So Yeah, what, what you have to remember is that when we bought Sky, there was only four channels on terrestrial television. It wasn't like it is now with you know many, many free channels. Although they're not very good. But you can supplement with stuff that you do enjoy yes. relatively cheaply. And mm. certainly more cheaply than... Buying Sky. Yeah, at the time. Yeah. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see how that pans out. There's, there's definitely a, a marketplace for that, I think. Anyway, the other thing I saw this, well, one of many things I saw this week is the Lancia Delta, which is a car I have owned two of and absolutely adore and unfortunately have never managed to buy an Integrale, which is the, the rally homologation special. Anyway, Lancia have had 
rather odd path of late reducing their models i think down to one and they pulled out the uk ages ago mm. but they are bringing the delta back as an electric vehicle look at that it looks like a batmobile it does look a bit like a batmobile these are i think sort of journalists impressions rather than anything else it depends oh, which see. one you're looking at which one are you looking at the red well, one the black one well it's like gray rather than black yes well that is quite something that looks swanky Yes, I mean, that's based more on the Integrale than the two-wheel drive Delta I had. But yeah, that would be awesome. And a bit of a conversation going on in my head is, if I was to buy an electronic ve- electric vehicle, would I buy an Italian one? They're not known for their wiring prowess, to be honest. And certainly Maybe. one of the ones I had, the wiring for the interior light was just completely bonkers. Take it all out and put it back together again. Maybe give it a bit of... Um time once it's come out let other people discover the issues with it yes wait till they fix them and then get one yeah i have posted a picture of the red delta before i think it is an artist's impression of that but if it looks half as good as that then yes please but it wouldn't have exhaust pipes oh god no (laughs) i was so confused for a second then i was like why it's a car it has to have an exhaust then it clicked obviously electric no not if it's electric not if it's electric yes interesting to see what happens there Yes. Now, I'm quite a keen follower of uh, things space-wise. Yes. And uh, there's another Blue Origin flight going up. And Ooh. guess who's going to be on this one? Who? Captain Kirk. Isn't he? The original Captain Kirk, William Shatner, who is 90, should be going up. He should have gone up by the time you're listening to this. It was Wednesday he was due to go up. It'd That's been so cool. Absolutely brilliant. He's a man who doesn't take any nonsense on social media. A mm. few people have been um, ripped off a piece by this uh, yes. <laughs> this 90-year-old who's, yeah, going into space. I mean, that, that's amazing. After all those years of filming being in space. Yes, with very wonky sets and yeah. gravel pits and things like that. It's an inspired choice, I thought. Yes. So uh, we wish him all the luck with, with that one. Somebody did suggest that when he comes back down, we should all wear Planet of the Ape masks. Somewhere else. That would be really funny. It would be funny, but it might push him over the edge. Who knows? Why why has that not been done as a prank? For like the people that go and collect the astronauts that have re-landed after ages. That's that's a good question. I think those people are quite serious about jobs. Whereas uh, you and I would find that hilarious. We probably hilarious. wouldn't have a job at the end of the day, which is, yes, not, not a good idea. Good story out of it, though. Yeah, it would be, yeah, it would be a good story, wouldn't it? <laughs> Excellent. And we talked about game shows a few weeks back, and uh, we've noticed that a 1980s game called Blankety Blank, which was hosted by the, originally by the late Terry Wogan, has made its way back onto television with Bradley Walsh. I think we may have mentioned it and it is very funny it's only half an hour which is brilliant no yes. adverts because it's the bbc and it is very very funny they've had some cracking celebrities on there who i think may have taken the green room to excess slightly <laughs> <laughs> quite a lot of in-celeb banter uh, you know I mean. yes. it's good it's, it's fast moving it's very very simple very simple and it's when's that one on? some, i might it's on a Saturday at nine, but that's, of course, irrelevant now with iPlayer because um, you can watch it at any time. I'm normally asleep at Saturday, clock, Saturday yeah. at nine o'clock. Quite. Although not this Saturday. Got in at 1am, didn't I? What were you doing? 
I was at a leaving drinks. Ended up in a club. Really? Yeah. That's in, very in Where I live, which was weird because I didn't know there were clubs there, but all good. No. <laughs> and then I got up and had to go shopping. Oh, nice. I was okay that I wasn't that hungover. Oh, well, that's a, that's a good thing. So I had to leave an angry note on a car today. Oh, no. So I think I know whose car it was because it... It wasn't it, Chris's, was it? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it moved very quickly after I left the note. So uh, I, got, I got a parcel delivered today and I was returning a parcel in my lunch break. So I went, got the parcel, opened the front door and there's a van parked kind of over our driveway but mainly our neighbours because they're having their roof done so that one was okay like it was a little bit over but like it would have been fine if not for this little red car that was parked literally on our our dropped curb really like covered our drop curb could i could only just get out i had to drive forwards back in but obviously i couldn't do the normal way i get onto my driveway Mm. because he was parked on the drop curb and if chris had come home there's no way he would have gotten on the drive because he can't go up the curb because his car's quite low. So he has to use the drop curb. So anyway, I left, I went out there. Well, I came back in after I dropped my parcel off and wrote a little note saying that they're not allowed to park there. <laughs> and then I thought, oh, I'll just go and check, see if the car's still there. About Ten minutes later, it had moved to the other side of the road. So I yes. think... I think it may have been one of the roofers' cars, and they had obviously seen me walk over to the car and put the note yeah. on it. Right, it's a bit out of order, that. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because who parks on a dropped curb? Like, I know it's not illegal, but you're not meant to park on a dropped curb. Well, some places it is. So my mum, who lives in London Borough, mm-hmm. you, you can get a ticket for parking on dropped curb. Yeah, I googled it for our area. You can't get a ticket, but you can get someone's car towed for it. If it's blocking your driveway, you can report it and they'll tow it. How long that would take, I don't know. Exactly. But, yeah, we we have a bit of a problem here because our drop curb isn't very wide. Mm. And there's a space between us and next door, which is just about wide enough, but for my tight. But people tend to park and then overhang one end or the other. And it's just, it's a nightmare. Some people are just ridiculous about the whole thing. Because mm, it's not the widest road either, so you haven't got a lot of space to, like, swing no. round. No, and it's, you know, it's the last thing you want to be doing in the dark, trying to get back into your own driveway and then clobber somebody else's car. Mind you, my parking sensor at the back, or oh, a tow ball. Oh, I was going to say, you don't have a parking sensor, <laughs> well, do I do. It's a tow yeah. ball. It's only affecting their car, not yours. Well, probably not. Mind you, a friend of mine many years ago had a marina and somebody ran into the back of him and he was telling us Friday night at the pub. And I said, oh, have you looked under the boot floor? He said, oh, there's no damage to the car at all. I went, oh, okay. Have you looked under the boot? He went, no. So we went and lifted the carpet of the boot and it was all rippled under there. So hitting the tow bar, which is bolted through the boot, just pushed the whole inside of the boot Squished back. So, yeah, so you have to be a wee bit careful. Yeah. That sort of thing. So I think our advice would be just park considerably. Yeah. Think about other people just, when yeah, you park. Yeah. It is a pain. And the thing I don't like is when you confront people, they go absolutely mental. Yeah. All I'm doing is asking if you could move a little bit so I can yeah. get out of my driveway. I'm not <laughs> I'm not asking you to give me your car. No, just scoot it for you. Don't even have to turn yeah. it on for that. You can just do a little sneaky drop your handbrake yeah. and push it with your foot. <laughs> yeah, I'll just, oh, I'm really sorry. Let me just move it a bit. It's all it needs. Mm. 
Or I didn't quite realise I was overhanging. Well, you don't, there's no explanation necessary. Just, I'm sorry about that. Let me move it. All you need. Oh, you know we're talking about biscuits? Oh, yes, yes. I found a new, well, it's not new, but another classic in the shop today when I went and got mm. my lunch that I bought and I've eaten most of. Oh, crunch creams. Yeah. Golden crunch creams from Fox. I forgot how good they yeah. are. They are good. I have a funny story about that. My grandmother who was 101 when she passed away mm. probably about 16 years ago she might she obviously didn't drive i'll say obviously she didn't drive not 101 but my my dad used to take her home back home and, and stuff like that and she would always buy him a packet of fox's crunch creams every time and he'd bring them home and he'd go I don't know why she buys these. I don't like them. <laughs> I, I tried saying something and she just keeps buying them. So we have packets and packets of Fox's Crunch Cream. I think he took, well, he took most of them to work in the end just trying mm. to get rid of them. But yes. So yes, there's a, a bit of a memory with that one. But yes. I do quite like, I don't eat biscuits often, but um, that's that's one I would go for. Again, it's quite a soft biscuit, isn't it? It's not Yeah, it's not too hard, no. Hard and teeth breaking. No. I am. Um, I was about to say I don't eat biscuits too often, but that's two podcasts in a row that I've had a packet yeah. of biscuits that I've basically it, demolished. <laughs> well, that's well. It was two packets a couple of weeks ago because you had two different. You had the white chocolate Oreos. Christmas fingers. And oh yeah, something else. Oh, and I had and I had white mm-hmm. chocolate covered Oreos the week before. You did. You did indeed. Oh, oh, I need yeah. to start this wedding day. I've also got some cheeky little bacon frazzles. Good. I'm glad you're eating healthily. I also had a packet of sushi. That was my lunch. Sushi was my okay. lunch. And then they were my snacks. Okay. They're not empty. They'll snack me for the rest of the week. They're not empty. Oh, yeah, I see. The packets aren't yeah, empty. The no. Calories might be empty, though. No nutritional value whatsoever in those. Well, who needs, eh? <laughs> Talking of Christmas, we've had to eat last year's Christmas pudding this week. You still had it? You'll have it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, well, normally we'd have one at Christmas and then one with when our, we meet with our friends. friends. Yeah. yeah, but we haven't done that for the last couple of years because of. I thought the we thing did do that, that we this year. Don't think we did. No, because everything was locked down, wasn't it? And it was all all a bit weird, so we didn't do that. So we didn't get eaten. Oh. And I've only got two pots, and I need to do this year's ones. Oh. So, <laughs> so we've been uh, eating our way through that, which is quite pleasant. Aren't you seeing them next weekend? You could have just had it then. Oh, we're going out. <laughs> take it to the restaurant can yeah. you heat up our christmas pudding please yeah i think one of those between four would probably be a bit much to be yeah honest. they're quite rich aren't they yeah, they're quite quite uh, quite dense that was always my my favorite time of the year weirdly because i think i really like autumn and like halloween and bonfire mm. night and i'd always come from come home from school come into the house and just this massive waft of you making christmas puddings yes well, that'll be soon. And the cake. I'm going to have to come home just for the smell. I can bottle it for you. Is that yeah. a thing? No. And in uh, more Christmas news, I've been making Christmas trees from horseshoes. Ooh, fancy. I shall post, post a picture on the socials. We have a Lions Market store starting in a few weeks. And we're going to try and, try and sell them on there. We've got mm. a source of free horseshoes. Not three horseshoes, as in the pub, but three horseshoes. Three. No monetary value can given no. for them. Correct. So it's just a bit of time. So there's three of us are going to 
attempt to knock these together in some sort of production line. So will you be cutting them up to then make the... No, no, there's only only the base you cut. There's a bit that sticks over the hoof. So that we take that off, cut that off. So the three on the as the base, so they sit flat. But everything else is just welded together. Clean them up. Interesting. Bit of weld, bit of uh, flap wheel to clean off any splatter. Bit of paint, job done. You're going to paint them? You're not just going to leave yes, them iron so. Well, they would probably need some sort of clear coat on them to stop them rusting. Oh, I see, rust. I see. Oh, well. But some, I mean, I've, we've looked at pictures on the internet. Yes. Um, Got your ideas. Yeah, absolutely. So we could do them, you know, we could leave them clean and we could, uh, we could do, have lots of different ones, really. Depends yeah. on how many horseshoes we can blag and how quickly we can turn them around. Let's see. I might come yeah. and get one of those. Oh, well, I can, sure, we can uh, arrange something. Small donation to the lions. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. I wasn't going to just steal from you. <laughs> no, I should, I should hope not. I'll come down and purchase one. <laughs> well, it's Thursday morning, so it's not particularly convenient, but I'm sure. Anyway, do you have a top tip for us? I do, ironically. <laughs> is, is it about stealing Christmas trees? No, it's about food. <laughs> oh, what a surprise. My top tip. Honestly, I was I was thinking about this in the shop and it kept going through my head, but I just I just didn't do it, you know? So it's a top tip that I should listen to. If you're you're trying to be healthy, don't buy the snacks and then the snacks aren't there to be eaten when you you fancy a snack. But obviously, I just bought them anyway. (laughs) Yes, I think that's shopping 101, isn't it? Don't shop when you're hungry. Yes, definitely uh, don't shop when you're hungry. Stay away from the snack aisle. Yes. So, yeah, that's my top tip. That that is sound advice for once. It, It is. I should listen to it, though, maybe. You should, yeah. I think it falls yeah. into the do-as-I-say-not-do-as-I-do category. Although I, I, uh, I have been quite proud of myself because Sunday evening, we had had a leftover HelloFresh from the week before. So we, we cooked that for dinner. But normally, like on a Sunday, we'd have like a little cheeky, like a naughtier dinner or at least one of the days at the weekend. But we hadn't. We'd had quite like healthy dinners. So it got to like eight o'clock and Chris was like, I really fancy some dessert. And I was like, well, if you're going to have some, like, I'll have one as well. So off he went to the shop, comes back with two tubs of Ben and Jerry's. Oh my word. Big ones, like the normal size ones. Cookie dough, in case anyone's wondering, and chocolate fudge brownie. Very nice. Cookie dough is my favourite, chocolate fudge brownies, Chris's. So I was there chomping away, being had the whole tub, didn't put it in a bowl. Mistake number one. However, I only ate about a quarter of the tub because I was eating it and I thought, not good to eat half a tub of Ben and Jerry's in one sitting. So I put mine away. Chris, on the other hand, ate more like three quarters of the tub. Yes. And then finished it off last night. <laughs> Whereas I, again, only had a little bit, had <laughs> a quarter and then mine away. So I was quite proud of myself for that. That's very good. We have seen Chris eat a phenomenal amount of food before. Yes. He uh, likes to finish his plate, so if it's there in front of him, he'll eat it all. Yes. Yeah, well, we, we witnessed that, didn't we, at, yes. uh, at a restaurant that is notorious for giving very large portions. Mm. And you didn't even finish your plate. Well, I decided to take a doggy bag, which you can do, and I'm quite yeah. happy to do that. If I'd finished it, I probably would have exploded. Mm. Well, I have a... Another fun fact, so it's a double fact. We, double fun factor? Yes, which is about bears. 
Oh, I like bears. You like bears. Well, you claim to have nearly been attacked by I, a bear. No, I, I don't claim I was nearly attacked. There was a bear outside my tent. Well, there was something scratching around. It could have been a hobo. But anyway, we're not going to discuss that again. So in 2014, a Russian man was attacked by a bear. Unable to fight the bear, Igor, with a surname that I cannot pronounce, <laughs> faced certain death. However, his life was spared when his daughter called his mobile and Justin Bieber's baby began to play. The bear suddenly became distressed and ran away. <laughs> well done, Justin Bieber. So what's, your, what's the fact in that? The bears don't well, like Justin Bieber. <laughs> have Justin Bieber as your, as your ringtone. It scares away bears, presumably the mafia, and, <laughs> and aliens from outer space. Good fact, good fact. That's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can help spread Lippy and Grumpy's view on life by leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform. If you're not sure how to leave a review, or if you download from Spotify, there's some help at lippyandgrumpy.uk slash review. And if you would like to get in touch, email podcast at lippyandgrumpy.uk. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from him. Goodbye. Goodbye.